0: You've only got eight days left to fill out the fifth annual YMYW podcast survey for your chance at a $100 Amazon e-gift card. Click the link in the description of today's episode in your podcast app to go to the show notes and access the survey and the secret password. Answer just 17 questions and help us make your money, your wealth, your favorite, funniest, top, best personal finance podcast. U.S. residents only, no purchase necessary, survey and giveaway close and winner chosen – at 4 p.m. Pacific time on August 31st, 2022. Today on Your Money, Your Wealth podcast number 392, how do you determine how much you need in retirement when you factor in taxes? And how does the 4% rule apply? Has one YMYW listener spitballed retirement well enough to convince his wife that they can afford a new luxury truck? Can another YMYW listener take advantage of what seems to be a big opportunity to sell company stock, pay no capital gains tax, and do Roth conversions? Can Big Al's high school friend do a 1031 exchange to buy a rental property, make it his primary residence in five or 10 years, and pay no tax when selling? Is earned income from stock trading still taxable for Social Security if your LLC is in a trust? Finally, a compliment comes in, and Joe and Big Al assume it's for them. Visit YourMoneyYourWealth.com and click Ask Joe and Big Al on air to send in your money questions and comments. I'm producer Andy Last, and here are the hosts of Your Money, Your Wealth, Joe Anderson, CFP, and Big Al Clopine CPA.
1: All right, we got uh, Dale from Atlanta, writes in. He goes, hello, I've been listening to your retirement spitball scenarios, and I'm learning a lot from them. I have a question about how to figure out what I need in retirement when I factor in taxes. I'm 55 single will retire in seven years. I have a pension of $30,000 per year. We'll take Social Security at age sixty-two at another call at thirty thousand, and I'll have around one point two million dollars in traditional IRAs at age sixty-two and five hundred K in a Roth. I have estimated that I will need seventy-five thousand dollars per year in retirement. I have a paid off. Um, I will have a paid off mortgage by then. However, I will need this amount sixty-two fifty per month after taxes. If I assume I will likely be in the 22 or 24% tax bracket by then, how do I figure this out? I hear many people say they will likely need around $70,000 per year in retirement. Then they subtract what they get with their Social Security and pensions. Then they take that amount left. Let me start this over. If I assume I I'll likely be in the 22 or 24% tax bracket by then, how do you figure this out? I hear many people say they will likely need around seventy thousand dollars per year in retirement. So these are his buddies that need seventy thousand dollars per year. Yeah, well, he's maybe or maybe that's examples from the show. Okay. Then they subtract what they get with their social security and pension. Okay, so he wants to spend seventy thousand. Right. He takes the social security to figure he takes out the, the short pension. Call. Yep. Then they take that amount left that is needed. Sure. I think that means from the portfolio. Yes. And then you mentioned to divide into 4% to see how much you'll need in retirement to arrive at this amount. But how do taxes factor into this? Do I really need $95,000 a year to reach my $75,000 amount after taxes? Thanks so much. You guys are the best podcast out there. All right. Now I get Dale. (laughs) Sorry.
2: Yeah, you're there.
1: He was talking about us guys. I think so. Yeah. All right. So what he's trying to figure out is how much money that he needs, but he needs to figure out the tax calculation. Right. Because he's going to get in the weeds here. He is. Yep. So the 4% rule is a high level rule. <laughs> it's not the, it's not the gospel. It's It's, it's not nowhere close. It's,
2: it's, it just tells you approximately how much you need to save.
1: Right. It's, so it, it's a really good guide for, let's say you want to retire. Dale wants to retire in 10 years. Right. And he's thinking, man, I want to spend this seventy five thousand dollars. But what is that adjusted for inflation? Maybe that's a one hundred thousand. And he's got fifty thousand or sixty thousand dollars of Social Security and pension. So you take a one hundred thousand minus 60. You're left with 40. You know, you multiply that by 25 or divide it by four. You're going to come up with a a certain number. So you need a million dollars. But that's not including really anything. I mean, that's just to see, all right, hey. Am I in the ballpark? Am I in the ballpark? Yeah, right. Well, I have a, a million dollars. If you have $200,000, thousand, you are way off base. So you have to kind of adjust your assumptions or your savings rate, or your retirement date, and so on.
2: Right. Yeah, I think that's a good way to say it. And and anyway, to figure out your taxes, I mean, you you can work backwards, come up with an amount, figure out the tax rate, get TurboTax, but that's you know that's a lot of work. To me, here here's the quick and dirty way to do it: um, is you figure out your your approximate your tax rate, and this is just approximate. If you don't want to do it the most correct way, which is to do tax projections, but let's just say you said you want to spend $75,000, you're single, the The top of the 10% bracket is uh, a little over, or 15, 12% bracket is a little over 40,000. We'll call it 40, right? And let's say you want to spend 80, super, super easy math, right? So you need 80,000 net. So your, your tax rate is going to probably be roughly half in the 12%, half in the 22, right? That's, you know, it's a little bit more, but you get the idea. So then that's that, if, the, the, if you split that, that's 16%. We'll call it 15, super easy math, right? Okay, 15% tax, now what do you do? Well, you take that $80,000 and you divide it by the reciprocal. <laughs> now I'm not gonna lose people. I, know. I thought
0: you said quick and dirty.
2: <laughs> well, it is quick and dirty if you follow the math. If you paid attention in junior high. <laughs> anyway, you take 100% minus 15% and get 85%. You, you take that uh, 80,000 divided by 0.85, that's gonna tell you how much you have to, Have right to be able to pay the taxes, or you can just keep doing it backwards. Do it ninety thousand, take fifteen percent tax. Is that the right answer? No, do it ninety two thousand. You know whatever, right? Doesn't you know? But that's the quick way for those that followed me. For all the rest of you, (laughs) just trial and error, right? It's it's roughly, you know, in this particular case, let's just call it fifteen percent. Could be twenty. You got to add in state taxes. I'm way oversimplifying this, right? So if you want to just do a back of the envelope, that will give you roughly what the what how much you need to draw to come up
1: with that net number so let me let me go two other ways here okay so the the four percent rule that came about by bill bangin from right yeah. here in san diego yeah that was what the 80s yeah 70s, 70s. I, who knows it's probably the three percent rule today but what the assumption is is that all right if you get six percent is what you're spending. 2% is for inflation and taxes, right? So it's kind of already built in there on a very high level. That's the idea. That's the idea, right? So you can look at it like that, or you could say 4% plus tax plus a cost of living, right? Right. So that's what you're, you know, that's how we look at it. If we're just really simplifying things is that here's your shortfall, your short 40,000 plus tax on that, plus the cost of living, because you can control your taxes in retirement. Al, did you know that you can control your taxes more (laughs) in retirement than any other time in your life? I think I've said that. Yes, you have. I think I had a CTA once on that. (laughs) But I mean, it's true. That's why we harp on all of this stuff because the tax rates could be zero even though you're spending 70, 80, $90,000 a year, right? Where, where's the money coming from? Is it coming from a non-qualified account? Is it coming from a Roth account or is it all coming from a retirement account? You know, how's your Social Security going to be taxed? What's your provisional income? How all of this kind of plays together is what's going to determine your tax rate. So even though your income is $70,000 doesn't necessarily mean that you're in the 22 or 24% tax rate. That might be the last dollar that gets taxed at that rate. Because you got to take that minus the standard deduction, then some of it's going to be taxed at 12, some of it's going to be taxed at 22, and so on. So most people think, if all right, if here's my income, and then they look at the tax rate, if $1 falls in that marginal tax rate, then everything is taxed at that rate. It's not true. Like Al was just trying to give you the effective rate and then – do, go, some go re- and then do And then and, and, use the reciprocal to figure and, out the reciprocal of the tax.
2: Yeah. Which is for, for, for those engineers. Yes, that for those soliciting. people that went to <laughs> elementary school, we should all know this. <laughs> Anyway, the, but that's a really good point, which, which is people assume if you're in the 22% bracket, I'm gonna need $20,000 to cover the tax. No, you got the 10% rate, you got the 12% rate, you got a little bit in the 22, and it's not as much as you think because of the standard deduction, which is over 12,000, right? So it's if you wanna do this right, get TurboTax figured out. But if you wanna back of the envelope, just just realize that you're, you're in the 22% bracket Right. That's that's your. But your market, your effective rate is a lot less. That's your marginal rate, which simply means if you make another dollar, you'll pay tax at 22 percent. But your effective rate, which is the blended rates, which is something much smaller.
0: With the consumer price index at 40 year highs, this is a good time to take a look at what types of investments might make sense in an inflationary environment. When inflation readings come in higher than expected, most major asset classes are likely to suffer. But as your time horizon stretches out, you can take steps to position your portfolio for optimal performance in an era of rising prices. Learn how to invest when inflation is raging. Read the blog from Pure Financial Advisors Chief Investment Officer, Brian Perry, CFP, CFA in the podcast show notes at yourmoneyyourwealth.com. Click the link in the description of today's episode in your favorite podcast app to go to the show notes, read the blog, read the episode transcript in its entirety, and to share the YMYW podcast and all the free financial resources.
1: All right, let's go to this wannabe luxury truck driver. Hi, Joe, Al, Andy. Love the show. Have been a weekly listener for almost two years and have been binged listening to many of the others. You guys are awesome. I have learned a lot, laughed as much as I've learned. All right. Thank you. Cool. I've listened to Joe and Aldo Spitballs, and based on what I've learned from them, I decided to do my own, I'm hoping they will give me a grade on my work. I fear that snarky and flippant Joe will give me a C or C plus (laughs) or even a failing grade. On the other hand, I hope that cool, calm, and collected Big Al might come through and give me a straight A. Wow, you know us. Yes, flipping snarky Joe. <laughs> <like it>. My <laughs> wife and I are 59, have no animals, consume no alcohol, and she drives her new cutie Toyota. Cute Ute. Cute, cute. Wow, cute. <laughs> oh, no, it's boy. a Ute.
0: A Ute in Australia in English means truck.
1: Yeah. Two ah, Utes. Okay.
2: That's,
1: well, I, I read a cute, cute. Cute, cute. <laughs> cute. Um, a Toyota RAV4 hybrid. I made <clears throat> I made to drive the 13-year-old Toyota Camry for banger with 175,000 miles. It looks like new almost has been ultra reliable and currently has absolutely zero problems that need fixed. That is part of the argument between me and her because it's super reliable and looks great. And- fully paid for she says i don't need a new car i hope that you approve of my spitball well enough to convince my wife that we can afford (laughs) me to buy a luxury truck of my dreams with all the new gizmos gadgets and safety features well that's easy just go to your friend's house and
2: have his car parked next to you and slam the door into it a few (laughs) times (laughs) get a hammer on the back
1: you know make it look bad Here it goes. Let's, let's see. We got all of these steps are based on retirement um, at age 60. And he's got a few steps here. First step. Our current annual spending is $130,000 a year. This is based on my detailed spreadsheet tracking it for over several years. No, Joe, I'm not an engineer. Uh, We want to, and we'll need to maintain this level of spending in retirement. Okay. That's why he needs to drink. (laughs) 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 <laughs> um well so and so far no grade on that one that's just a comment step two i inflated our annual expense uh, to 127 500 per year by an annual inflation rate projected at four percent per year for eight years this gets me to 2030 uh, the first year each of us will get paid our uh full re- um, social security benefit based on this inflation protection our annual spend on 2030 is one hundred seventy five thousand. in addition I project that we will need enough to cover um, I project that we will need enough to cover projected annual income tax of $12,000 per year. All right. Okay. This means annual gross income of 2030 of 187,000 all right, great. Okay, Step three: I use the Social Security website to determine our projected PIA based on the current numbers, and increase it by two and a half per year in assuming infl- uh, inflation increase. We will receive um, a combined amount of thirty-seven thousand and twenty-third. Step three: We own debt-free a small rental unit that produces annual income based on assumed ten months rental rate at the current rate in a two and a half percent inflation. Uh, for eight years, which produces an annual income of $20,000 a year.
0: And that was the second step three.
1: Yeah, there were two steps. Two step threes. Three, he's a, looking three at a, his, a, three B. his fixed income. So he's got yeah, 37000 yeah. in 2030 for Social Security and he's going to get thir- uh, $20,000. Yeah. Right? Are we with? Yeah, we're with 60000 Call it sixty. Yeah. I then subtracted the 37000 from our projected Social Security income and 20000 from our projected annual rental income from the 187000 gross. Income goal. This leaves one hundred thirty thousand dollars of income needed from our investment retirement assets, based on a four percent annual distribution rate. This means we need a total retirement investment of three point two million by twenty thirty. Boom! Right yeah, on. Look at that. So far, you're so good. killing it. So
2: a a so far.
1: So far, you're. A we'll see what the next certified bit. financial planner here. <laughs> Step five. Our total investment retirement assets of a June 30, 2022, after the losses of the first two quarters are $2.4 million. These funds are held in a mix of tax-deferred, after-tax, Roth, and small brokerage account. I then assume ongoing annual contributions of $42,000. These contributions will be maximum contributions to our Roth IRAs and 401k contributions to the company match. I also assume an annual growth rate on the investments of 4.5%. Again, I'm being conservative. With the continued contributions for six years and an annual growth rate of four and a half percent on the investments, this should get us to 3.4 million. This is 144% more than our annual needed amount of 3.2 million. $144,000. 144,000. I realize that there are few alternative scenarios that would create the need for adjusting the plan into bringing our income um, and bridging our income for several years. For example, we might decide to retire early at 65 rather than our uh, full retirement age of 67, or we might defer the larger social security payments to age 70. I know this is generally a good idea. And I know all my assumptions are speculative. So how do I do with my DIY spitball? Is my methodology sound and my assumptions appropriate? Are we on track? Can I buy my luxury truck? Will you allow me to tell my wife, I told you though, Thanks again for the great show. The wannabe luxury truck driver. Uh, The answer is yes, my friend. Go buy the truck. I think it's a great plan. I got no complaints. No complaints. I give you an A. Except for you don't have
2: cocktails. The only thing we didn't really get into is how much is Roth versus deferred. And should you be doing some Roth conversions on the way to take advantage of lower brackets? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know enough about your situation. That would be something you could add to this to make it an A
1: plus, but you're right on track. Yeah, I I like it. I mean, he's listened to the show. He gets it. You take your spending, you you inflate it with inflation. He did that. He was conservative with his inflation rate. He was conservative with his growth rate. He figured what's the shortfall. He did the division of 4%. It says, here's what the need is. How do I get to the need? I think you're right on. But now the problem is, is that that's just a starting point. Now, how are you going to create the income from the overall portfolio? What is your tax rates going to be? Where, how are you going to pull from your tax deferred, your tax pull, your Roth accounts? How is that going to you know, bridge to the social security to age 70 and so on and so forth? So you could really maximize this to the fullest. If you start now, going to the next level. Yeah, that's so, right. So how do you manage and monitor, right?
2: Because if things change, you, you're going to have to think about this a little bit differently.
1: Right. And let's say markets go down 20% and you're pulling that $140,000 out Now, what is that going to do? So, right, right. I mean, that's a this spitball. So great job on the spitball. But now, you know, you got to wand that thing up a little bit more to kind of really hone this in. Um, but yeah, go that's to that, hell. What that, the hell? Anyway, Buy the truck. Anyway, I'm good with you buying the truck too. All right. Dear YMYW team, uh, this is Danny Noonan writing in from St. Paul, Minnesota. All right, well, Minnesotan Danny Noonan. You know Danny Noonan is right. Yeah, Caddyshack, right? You've got it. I discovered your podcast early this year, and now I can't miss an episode. Listening to the new episode is one of my highlights each week. Danny, get a life, or we could say thank you for your compliment. <laughs> go, go back to the <laughs> golf course. Yeah, <Ew. clears throat> my wife Lacey Underall. Uh, wow. she's a little something, something you know she is you remember her on the Caddy yeah Shack? caddyshack also is that the younger gal yeah yep yep That yep. was uh snails judge snails uh niece yeah oh yeah i do remember <laughs> um, and, of it. yeah and i <laughs> it's taking me back
2: but let me think about that one okay L- Lacey I'm, I'm back and now.
1: i are both 51 and getting close to retirement all right. We began investing at a young age, and we're looking forward to enjoying the fruits of our labor. At least he has $1.2 million in our current 401k, as well as two others with a total of 300000 We also have a Roth IRA totaling $280,000. I have 1.2 in my 457 plan, which I can start withdrawing at 55. I like how they help us with the rules. That's right. Yeah. In case we don't know. Just in case. Yeah, just, he's probably listening to the show once a while. Right? <laughs> uh, 312 in Roth accounts. Um, is going to have a pension around $66,000 starting the year. at age 66, we also have about $900,000 in various brokerage accounts, $300,000 in cash. We anticipate taking social security at 70 with the combined benefit of $70,000 per year. My target retirement is 55. We anticipate spending about $120,000 a year. All right. so you add up all those assets now? I did. Four and a half million. Okay. 4.5. And then he's 120, 120 to four and a half. Yeah.
2: So at age 55, we would think of maybe a 3% distribution. Uh, let's see, 3% of 4 million is 120. Add another, yeah, 135. Yeah, no
1: problem. It's close. Yep. Although we are close to retirement, close to retirement, I still have a few years to be fully vested in the pension program. One option we are considering is to have Lacey retire at the end of the year. We have always filed our taxes jointly but if lacy is not working do we have this big opportunity here i know where he's going with this yeah me too yeah since i will be working next year i anticipate earning one hundred sixty-five thousand dollars, which would have us paying capital gains tax okay um why would he be paying capital I think I have to read the next sentence. As part of our brokerage accounts, Lacey is heavily weighted in company X stock, 272K from employer stock purchase plan and 320,000 in restricted stock units, which are fully invested and have had the taxes paid. The company stock has done wonderful over the last few years and is at an all-time high, far different from the rest of the market. I know it's a risk. I know it is risky to have so much in one stock. If we file separately and Lacey has no income next year, would this allow her to sell all this company stock with no capital gains? Could she also convert about $53,000 to a Roth IRA? Does she need to be 59 and a half before she can start converting her IRAs to Roths?
2: Danny, okay, a lot of questions there. Danny, some some w- went, got derailed a
1: little yeah, bit there. Settle down here, Danny. <laughs> all right. Well, let's just kind of yeah, let's, we'll start let's start burst there. this bu- bubble real quick. Yeah, let, let's start there. So, well, first of all uh
2: Lacy has restricted stock that's I assume that's what it's worth you don't pay tax on what it's worth you pay tax on the gain so when it became when it was not restricted stock right then you pay tax on that whatever whatever it was worth at that point is when your it, tax when yeah, whenever
1: base. it was vested vested
2: that's your tax basis okay so in other words 272000 employees, Uh, Stock purchase plans. Let's just say it was worth 172,000 at the time it vested. So that means you got 100,000 gain, right? It's not the whole amount. So you got to figure out what your gain is, not the value. And yes, you pay capital gains on that gain. Uh, If 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 Lucy files separate, and that's that's fine as long as Minnesota is not a community property state, which I don't think it is. California is. I'm very familiar with that. Uh, So. If she could file separate, that means uh, the top of the the 12% bracket is about 42,000, right? 41, 42,000, you add the 12% standard deduction. So in other words, she could have about $53,000 of gains and pay no tax. Once she goes over that dollar amount, the, ta- the gains are taxed at 15%, right? And if, if she goes over, over 200 some thousand, two hundred. 200,000, 15,000 that's taxed at 20%. The capital gain rate is taxed at 20%. So anyway, I, I think if I'm understanding the question, a lot of people think that I'm in, I'm, I'm in the 10% bracket so I can, I can have as many capital gains as I want. I pay no tax. No, you, you, you pay zero capital gains to get you to the top of that 12% bracket. So
1: you're saying if <clears throat> he's married, She's got a lot of capital gains. Yeah, so she can she can fi- marry finally so,
2: separate as long as it's a non community
1: property state, this could work. So it's like, okay, well, here, you're going to have a lot of income, but then of that income is, um, my income is ordinary and your income is capital. Yeah, or zero until you do something. Right, until you make the transaction, right. Right. Um, file separately. She sells the stock. She could get a favorable tax rate because if they file jointly and who's right. making 165,000, that could bump them up. Um, you know, depending on what the gain is.
2: Right. And we don't, we, you and I don't talk about that much because California, this doesn't work at all because community property state means whatever I have half of that's mine and half of that's yours and vice versa, whatever you have half is mine, half's yours. So it, it just doesn't work. Right. It, that, but, that's why it doesn't come up much for, yeah. for our clients.
1: So in Minnesota, um, you would have to, I don't know, can, maybe Andy does a little research here. Yeah. I'm, sure. I'm
2: pr- pretty sure it's a not a community property state because there's only like 11, 10 or 11. Yeah, I think the, you're right. It isn't. It's it's mostly West Coast yes. states, it seems. Yeah. Um, so, so, then uh, to make matters worse, if you throw a Roth conversion on top of that, it just keeps adding to that taxable income. So now all of a sudden, less of your uh, capital gains are going to be taxed at zero because now you got
1: ordinary income to boot.
0: Yep. Confirming Minnesota is equitable distribution, it is not community property.
1: Okay. Okay. That's what I there you go, Danny. Um, and then you do not have to be um, 59 and a half to do a Roth conversion. That's um, true, too. You can do a Roth conversion at any age. There's, unless you pay the tax from the IRA as you convert it there, there would be a 10% penalty on whatever you take out of the IRA to pay the tax, pay the tax so sure. just pay the tax outside of the IRA and you're fine you can do the conversion there um, so to continue on here we're going to blow up the clock okay. um, it seems like anything beyond 53,000 level would put her in the 15% tax rate on all her capital gains going forward for the next couple of years would it make sense for us to file taxes separately until I retire as well given the anticipated tax rate starting 2026 i know we should start converting to the 24% tax bracket and possibly to the top of the 32. While we know the tax rates are certain, I believe our goal is to convert as much as we can by age 63. So our RMDs will never put us to 182,000 Irma limit in the future. Am I missing anything? No, Danny, you're, you're dialed. Yeah, just, just
2: realize that the um, if you do a Roth conversion the same year you're doing capital gains, it's, it's going to kind of mess up that strategy.
1: If filing jointly, will the combination of the earned income and Roth conversions over the 250 trigger additional 3.8% NIT tax? Yes, non-investment income tax. Um, yeah, because the cap gains sit on top of ordinary income. And the Roth conversions, ordinary income, and your cap gains sit on top of that. And if that pushes you over the, the limit for net investment income tax, then anything over that limit will be subject to the other 3.8% tax.
2: Yeah. And married filing separately, uh, once you're over 125000 of adjusted gross, modified
1: adjusted gross income, you got to pay that net investment income tax. Um, okay. So let's see. If Lacey retires next year, maybe all brokerage assets should be sold to avoid these additional taxes. Yeah, I think we answered that. I would appreciate your spitball on our situation and provide any optimization. Wow. Okay. We're not not doing some optimization here. (laughs) We're just throwing out ideas Ideas. on the back of a a napkin. Um, I always thought investing the money into various retirement accounts was the difficult part. Now I realize how important it is to have an exit plan to keep as much as possible. Thanks for all your contributions to financial literacy. All right. Well, thank you, Danny Noonan. Uh, appreciate the Canic Shack. Um, we gotta We're
0: going to have back. the entire cast on here pretty soon. That's right. Oh. It's important to put market volatility into perspective to keep from making emotional decisions that can be difficult to recover from over the short or even long term. Watch the latest episode of the Your Money, Your Wealth TV show on bear market money mistakes and download the companion bear market survival guide from the podcast show notes at yourmoneyyourwealth.com. You'll learn how a bear market versus a bull market can impact your portfolio. You'll learn signs of the bear market, bear markets versus recessions, market timing, Stay. Invested to beat the bear and some strategies that'll help you put a long term strategic plan in place to withstand the bear market and beyond. Click the link in the description of today's episode in your favorite podcast app to go to the show notes, watch Bear Market Money Mistakes, and download the Bear Market Survival Guide. Hi, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Hope all's good with you. <laughs> All right.
2: Well, this is from Wesley. It wasn't your comment.
1: Here we go. So I could just I could just take the easy road here. You can. It's just like straight to you, big Al. Just read it and I'll answer the question. (laughs) Got it. We are selling um, in escrow now our one bedroom rental condo in San Carlos, our old stomping grounds. Yep. I do know, Wesley. Name Uh, name change for privacy. Oh, oh, so this is your buddy.
2: Yeah, we went to so high he, high school together.
1: So he sent you an email, and then what we wanted to put it on the air. So every email you get, <laughs> when we're reading it.
2: Well, he sent he sent me an email, and he said if this would be good for your listeners, and I thought sure. So I sent it to Andy and said change the name.
1: Oh, got
0: and it. I and I actually edited out the part where he said if you find this to be appropriate for your show, go ahead and use it, because I didn't <laughs> think you would need to say now, that part. Every you
2: know. every single time someone emails me a question, it gets on the show. <laughs> got it. All right. Uh, our old stomping grounds, (laughs) San Carlos. By the way, uh, that is uh, in San Diego next to San Diego State. There is a San Carlos, I think, in the Bay Area. It's not that one.
1: We are thinking about doing a 1031 exchange and purchasing a home that we'll eventually live in using the plus or minus $370,000 as a down payment. The plan would be to purchase the home within the required 100 day pay period and rent the property off for five to 10 years. After five to 10 years, we would make this exchange property, purchase with a 1031 exchange, a primary residence. If we later sold the property, would we avoid the taxes on the $370,000?
2: All right. So I'll, I'll uh, maybe recap that. So so Wesley's got a rental property right now. And if you sell a rental property... uh and do a 1031 exchange, all the gain defers into the next property, gets pushed into the next property. As long as the property that you buy, the replacement property is at least as expensive as the one you sold. And you do it within certain timeframes. The main one is 180 days to close from close of escrow. So it sounds like that's going to be covered. Wesley wants to rent the property five or 10 years. Sure, no problem. The the thing about this is is then can you turn the property into a residence? And the answer is yes, of course you can do it. And in fact, somewhat recently, Joe, the IRS came out with a new pronouncement with a safe harbor on this. In other words, what do you have to do to then con- change the character of the rental property to a residence where the IRS won't won't bother you, right? And and so basically it's 2 years and there's a few other things, at least 2 years, but five to 10 years. No, no problem. After, You know, in other words, that the rule is it has to be a rental and the intent of it has to be a rental at the time of purchase. But after, after a certain time period, you can change your mind. So then you've got this residence that you still don't have to pay the tax on until you sell it. Right. you're still bleeding. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, but um, so then it's like, oh, I got this residence. What if I sell the residence? Then do I, do I still get the $500,000 exclusion and I won't have to pay the tax on the $370,000? And the answer is not that simple. The answer is, first of all, any depreciation that you took, you've got to recapture that. You got to pay tax on that. And the second part of this is now there's an allocation, number of rental property years versus the number of residence years, and you only get a partial exclusion, right? And then there's these It depends when you, you know, when you originally bought the property that's being exchanged into, it's, it's kind of tricky, but just understand that there's an allocation. You, you will get a exclusion, but it's not going to be the full 500,000.
1: I think I fell asleep three times. Well, (laughs) I I felt like I was hanging out with you and your buddy in your old stomping grounds. I was talking to Wesley, not to you. Just chatting. I'm like, oh my God. When is this (laughs) going to end? I don't say that to you. you It's equally as boring. I know it's terrible. (laughs) Well, half the time I ask you a question, you're like, what? It's like I I wasn't even listening. listening." It's like I totally zoned out on that one. You lost me at here's your answer. (laughs) You lost me at hi, Alan. (laughs) All right. Hi, love your podcast and listen while doing household chores. You all three are funny and informative. I'm six year old female and planning to retire at sixty two. Okay, two years to go. Uh, my husband is sixty point five years old and he plans to continue working till FRA, full retirement age for. Yes, me. we do, and we do know that one. He's a stock trader, oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> and is looking to put his LLC into a trust.
2: We are working on. Okay, so that means, I guess, his stock trading activities in an LLC.
1: Yeah, he's a real big yeah, trader. Yeah,
2: right. Jeez. He needs a corporation for that.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. So, you probably read that in a book somewhere, I a think so. Yeah, right. Um, so, question. Would his income be taxable under Social Security or other taxes if it's in a trust? What other taxes would we incur under a trust?
2: It depends what kind of trust I assume you're talking about a living trust. Right. And then, then it's a C three through trust. It's as if it wasn't there. So it's like, it's like a non-entity. If you are putting it in an irrevocable trust where you're not the trustee, then you don't have access to the money. I don't think you want to do that. So I'm going to say it's living trust. It's a flow through. There's no tax impact.
1: Well, yeah, there is. I mean, it's a flow-through. It's, everything is going to be like the trust wasn't there. All the trust does. Know,
2: but what, what I'm saying is whether you put it in the trust or not, it's the same taxes. Yes. That's what I'm saying. There's
1: no tax avoidance by putting in, in this, the, the LLC in the trust. Correct. So whatever on, on, income he is generating from his trading, and I would imagine it's a ton. <laughs> and and it would only be earned income if he's a dealer under the IRS rules, and that's too complicated to get into. So, um, okay, we both plan to take our social security pension at sixty-two. Um, okay, his is a thousand, which minus twenty-three hundred, we plan to invest the large check inside uh, okay. instead. Instead, okay, waiting the seventy, my calculation would be a million dollars compounded. Okay, I also have a pension. I have a Roth traditional IRA. The brokerage account to you on our living expenses is estimated at $56,000 a year. Uh, Okay. Uh, We have a vacation rental and our main house is fully paid for. Does this plan make sense to you? Thank you so much. Yeah, I think she's doing a great job. Just hopefully she can keep her husband from trading (laughs) all of that (laughs) hard-earned savings away. Yeah, be careful of options because you can lose a lot of money. So you got... I mean they want to spend fifty six thousand dollars a year. She's got a pension, the Social Security strong. Um, you know that's all good. There's yeah. no debt and a ton of assets. Yeah, but house houses paid off. Y- you're not going to avoid any taxes though by by you know some. Oh, I got an LLC and then now let's put the LLC in the trust. Both both of those are, are flow through. Right, and so all the trust will do is avoid probate. So the ownership of the LLC will go through the trust and whoever you name as the sex, you know, the beneficiaries of the trust. So a trust does not avoid tax. It avoids probate and ne- period. And neither does an LLC. Yeah. An Same. LLC is just to, you know, help with liability. If someone trips at your office, <laughs> like, not, you know, not too much else. <laughs> you sprain your, you know, your thumb trading, right? <laughs> You know, clicking that mouse, getting in and out of the overall markets, right? And then they sue. And so yeah. You sue your company, which is you, <laughs> you're not gonna get too much. <laughs> Go to your click on ask Joe and L, and we'll answer any question that you have. Got a comment here. Do we? Yes. Okay, let's see. It says, I love your haircut. That's all.
0: And this was emailed directly to me. <laughs> Are you sure? Yes, positive. i
2: guess she was talking about Andy because Andy, uh, Andy you do look great. Andy I like, did get a new haircut. It,
1: it is like a it, little it, it's really cool, and not Kind of like retro. Yeah. Like what, 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 what
0: what's what, what are you going for? What what, what summer. What I was going for shorter. That's what I was going for. Summer summer <laughs> for the heat, right? Yeah. Yep. So Trisha, thank you very much for that. I appreciate that. And that was in response to the reason she actually sent that was because of the fact that we're putting some shorts on YouTube. I did a short about the fact that the YMYW podcast survey is available right now. So if you go fill out the survey, you enter for your chance to win a $100 Amazon e-gift card. So you Mm -hmm. can do that just by going to the podcast show notes for any of the podcasts that we release in the month of August. And it tells you on the page what the secret password is to access the survey, which, by the way, is all lowercase YMYW. Why do we have a secret (laughs) passcode? Because if we don't, then we get all sorts of spam entries from people who really, really want to get that $100 gift card. So we got like 200 spam entries until I put a password on the account.
1: Well, we know if it's spam, right? Yeah, but but do you want to mine
0: through them? Yeah,
1: exactly.
2: So we, we see that we get this comment. I love your haircut. That's all. Yeah. So I know Joe and I are both thinking it's us. You're thinking <laughs> you just got a haircut. I'm thinking I haven't had one lately
1: and she likes the longer hair, but I, Andy, no. Andy, I'm going to say it's you. Yeah, Andy, look, you look great. I, Thank I you. Like, I really do. Tricia killed it. So <laughs> yeah, it's got to go to you. Hey, yeah. So we got the YouTube channel. We're trying to do some really cool stuff there. I don't think a lot of people know that we have the YouTube, but it's been there for decades <laughs> um, So
0: well, we do have like twenty five thousand, almost twenty six thousand subscribers, and so yes, we do. That bad? It, it considering how long we've been around, we could probably use some more. <laughs> but the <laughs> podcast is up there, and Joe and Al answering your questions is posted to our YouTube channel every single day, so you can go and see a brand new video of Joe and Al and I making fools of ourselves on camera every single day on our YouTube channel. There
1: you go. High so, high and head. fill out the
0: podcast survey while you're there.
1: Yeah. We got to put Aaron. He cuts all this stuff up and makes me look like I'm 700 pounds. (laughs) Oh, he does that, really? Yeah. I'm (laughs) 6'4". I weigh 220 pounds. And then the camera angles make me look like I'm like 7,000 pounds. Well, when the camera's low and looking up, we all look older than we really are. All right. That's it for us today. Appreciate you guys hanging out. Go to yourmoneyyourwealth.com. Click on Ask John Al. Go to our YouTube channel. You know, you can... Uh, give us a one-star review give us any review you want that'd be nice um and we'll take it from there all right we'll see you next week show to your money well
0: And don't forget to stick around for the derails at the end of the episode, if that's your kind of thing. Your Money, Your Wealth is presented by Pure Financial Advisors. Click the Get an Assessment button in the podcast show notes at yourmoneyyourwealth.com or call 888-994-6257 to schedule your free financial assessment at a date and time convenient for you, no matter where you are in the country. Chances are one of the experienced financial professionals on Joe and Big Al's team at Pure Financial Advisors will be able to identify strategies to help you create a more successful retirement. Pure Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor. This show does not intend to provide personalized investment advice through this broadcast and does not represent that the securities or services discussed are suitable for any investor. Investors are advised not to rely on any information contained in the broadcast in the process of making a full and informed investment decision.
1: Is it kind of like, you know, you have to go and click the boxes that have a stoplight yeah okay. and then you click the four boxes that have the stop line and you you're like it. nope missed it <laughs> and there's there's this little tiny spotlight oh, yeah. and then the next one
0: click when you see a hill <laughs> what the hill? well in this case it's just a password <laughs> like are you kidding me yeah,
1: when you see a bicycle, I I'd you know, some, how about if, like you know a little know. bit of the wheel is in another well, square and Then you to the, get...
2: or the crosswalk and there's like this little tiny. Is that a crosswalk or not? Let's <laughs> yeah. see. The crosswalk.
1: Oh, that gets me every time. <laughs> Uh, or the
0: ones where it's like, you know, it's a series of letters and numbers and they've got them obscured so that you can't read them. And you're like, geez, am I a robot? How come I can't read this? Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah that 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 is even worse. Yes. Yeah. With the A, B, X, Z, Y, D. And then it's like some of it's caps and some of it's not. And then it's all mushed together and some weird, weird ass yeah. curse. So writing. then you
0: hit refresh to get a different one because you can't see the one that they give you the first time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not doing that to people. 45 minutes just to download. <laughs>
1: Those are hard. I agree.